Hi, I'm Shelly. And I'm Cam. And this is Translating ADHD. Before we kick off this week's topic, just a brief reminder that we do have a Discord community available to our Patreon subscribers. To join, visit the website translatingadhd.com, look in the upper right-hand corner, and click on the Patreon button. For five bucks a month, you can gain access to Cam and I to talk about all of the show's episodes and any other burning questions you might have. So this week, we're going to come back to the Galaxy Brain episode from two weeks ago, because there is a second part to this story, sort of a second shift that I had, which was very much related to all of the new awareness that I was coming to. So there's not really more Galaxy Brain there, but there certainly is a tremendous life shift that I was not anticipating that came along with these moments. And that's where we're going to explore today. And much like we did with the first episode, we're going to do this allowing Cam to step into the coaching role and to sort of guide me through what has his attention around this topic. So Cam, let me kick it over to you. Uh, okay, Shelly. And I, going back to two weeks ago briefly, that galaxy brain moment was this moment when I think you described it. It was sort of like this all the pieces were there, but it was kind of this slow rotation to where almost like when you're looking at stars and then they just kind of click into something of a image, a picture, a constellation. It's like, oh, there's Orion. There's the Big Dipper. And then all these pieces start to make sense. And then there's, you know, we talked about the big aha the big positive that occurred. And along with that positive or that reckoning of who you are, what matters to you, it can come up against some realities. It's a sort of a, it can be kind of a create a rock and a hard place situation. And this is where you found yourself. So do you want to start with that rock and hard place that you found yourself? Absolutely. So stepping into the title of Big C Coach or the role of Big C Coach, sort of recognizing that I had really leveled up my communication ability in the last couple of years, I turned my attention toward my marriage, a place where communication has always been a challenge for us. We are very differently brained. We have always struggled to be on the same page or to understand each other in some ways. But even with those communication challenges, we click well in every other way. We're great partners. We're great teammates. We run a house well together. We raise a kid well together. But there are some ways in which we kept running up into the same challenge over and over again. And the thing I didn't realize, and we'd been counseling for it, you know, we'd worked on it in any number of ways. So I sat down with my husband to talk to him about it. And the thing I didn't realize until that conversation was that all of those diffuse communication challenges that we've been working on over the years were coming from the same place. And that place is my soon-to-be ex-husband has no emotional language. He has emotions, but he is unable to articulate them. His brain is so sequential and logical. He simply does not have emotional language. And I'm sure, Cam, you can see how stepping into my bigger role as a global creative, as a person who owns her ADHD and her associative processor and who 
spends her life's work speaking in emotional language, how I realized that's not something that I can live with in a life partner. That's not something that I can accept. I cannot grow in this relationship because you cannot hold emotional space for me the way that I hold emotional space for everyone else as part of my career, as part of my friendships, and for you. I hold emotional space for you, but you are unable to hold it for me. You are unable to help me articulate and work out my emotions. And that simply is not something that I can live with for the rest of my life. And it's nobody's fault. It's just two very differently wired brains. Right. And, and both of you came to this together. I came first. I saw right. it first. So we've always kind of had this dynamic when something like this happens and I have a realization. I share it. It's almost like he has to do his own translating work. So I told him what I was seeing and we parted ways for the evening. He slept somewhere else in the house and I called a friend to do my own emotional work to figure out if I was making the right decision because I hadn't yet said the word divorce. I had just said, this is what I'm seeing and I don't think it's fixable. So I called a friend who gave me some space to articulate it out. And it's kind of funny, Cam, I'm sure you know that when you're a coach, sometimes you just need somebody to hold the space so you can coach yourself. <laughs> and that's kind of what was happening here. And so right. by the next morning, I knew. I knew that I needed to ask for a divorce. So I want to step back and out for a moment because we have listeners listening. And um, I think that folks can be sort of like, no, you know, like, oh, ouch, this is, this is really painful. And no, right? We kind of learn. We're conditioned to fight for things like a marriage. But I think what, what I'm hearing is you really came to this realization and recognition of as you stepped into who you are and realized this big new awareness, it didn't line up with the life that you were leading with your life partner. Absolutely. Um, in a number of ways, not just this way. This right. Is... And I, can I, I want to interrupt one more time. Sure. And I just want to bring in that the reason why we're bringing this and Shelly's bringing this is because when we have new awarenesses, and this can happen with ADHD, you know, living with ADHD as the, as the truth reveals itself to who you are authentically, tough decisions can follow. That two weeks ago was like really celebration. And this is not so much about celebration. This is about honoring who you are and are you going to tolerate and make the most of a situation that is not ideal? Or are you going to make a choice and move forward and live more authentically? Absolutely. And neither decision is easy. Right. I stayed up, gosh, all night. I think at the friend that I called, we talked from something like 5 o'clock p.m. until 5 o'clock a.m. And I circled and circled and circled this topic. So last week's episode, my voice was really hoarse. <laughs> now you all know yeah. why. You know, I really, really wanted to make sure that I was absolutely sure. I explored every angle to see is there some way that I can stay in this? Is there some way that we can make this work? Because in a lot of ways, I have this career because of my ex. He was very supportive. 
of my entrepreneurship and always has been. He has always done what he could to make space for me to do what I'm good at. And I found my big C coach because I had that space and I had those resources. And I will always be grateful to him for that. But no matter what door I look behind or what corner I peeked in, the answer was the same every time. If I stay here, not only do I stop growing, he stops growing. Because since he doesn't have emotional language, his way of compensating for that is by doing. He's a doer. His love language is acts of service. Right. But it had turned very toxic for both of us because he noticed and I noticed. This has been years long. So folks, this is not COVID related. I know that COVID is causing challenges in a lot of marriages and bringing things to light for people in relationships that they didn't know was there. This has been a few years now that we've both known that there's a schism between us, but we're both so damn loyal that neither one of us wanted to dig very hard. So I turned my attention toward what was going really well in my life, which is my career, took it to the next level, and he kicked his doer into overdrive as a way to try and fix it. And so in doing so, he was not only running himself into the ground, he was cutting me out of things, like out of things with my daughter. He was just sort of taking over all of the school communication and all of that without asking me, without letting me be a collaborator, assuming that if he could just take enough off of my plate, that would be the solve. So it wasn't just that I would stop growing, he would stop growing. And so it took him a couple of days to evaluate the situation and sort of translate it into his perspective. But yes, he did come to the same conclusion. We're on the same page. And you know what? It's kind of nice to be able to talk to him now without that black cloud hanging over us because we're still friends and we still click in a lot of ways. And you're still parents of your child. Absolutely. We are still co-parents. Yeah. And all of that's important to us. It's just as life partners, we don't work anymore. Yeah. Can you say more about now what it's like without the black cloud with your partner? Oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. So he came up to my office on Saturday. So I have a really nice partner's desk because I have a business partner. And also because my husband and my kid like to be able to come up and pull up the extra chair and sit on the other side and work sometimes. So he came up on Saturday and pulled up the other chair and we sat and did each of our sets of paperwork for the mediator together. And we were just talking about what we're envisioning for the future. I actually told him some stuff that's going on with my work life that I would normally not quote unquote bother him with. And it was light and easy. You know, there wasn't this dread of the thing that no one was acknowledging because we're both so loyal, no one was digging. With that out of the way, all of the other things about our relationship that work and that made this relationship work for as long as it did, despite these two very different brains, still make us really good friends. You said the, the, the thing that you weren't, that you dreaded, but with ADHD, you know, you and I, we always talk about awareness is the first barrier to change. And so many people are focused on, well, I, I need to do X, Y, and Z. but uh, ADHD at its core is it's an awareness challenge. And I wonder about how that black cloud or this dilemma was not so readily visible. Like it was like the clouds parted and it was like this realization, this, this reality, this truth. 
uh, an immutable truth. Like, okay, this is it. This is the way it is. And these things don't fit anymore. And, and I think that I'm speaking to like, I, I think there's a characteristic with ADHD around like trying to make it work, tolerating, just trying to make something work. It's that stubbornness. It's that, you know, okay, we should make this thing work. But I, I guess I want to go back to what created the clouds for you before the big galaxy brain moment there? Like, wh- how did this live? And what kept it? What was the veil there, Shelly? So started getting cloudy around the time that I really started to step into coaching. So I started coach training in 2013, but I really started stepping into coaching about four or five years ago. And that's when it became a regular part of my work and my practice. And I was advancing my education and striving to go beyond foundational training as a coach and improve. And that meant that my communication style continued to evolve. And we talked about this last week on the Big C coaching episode. So if you've listened to that one, you'll have some context there. And it became more and more important for me to be able to engage with people in deep and meaningful conversation. That's how I connect with people. You know, I don't do small talk. It's not my jam. You know, my closest peeps, Cam included, are people that I can sit down with and just go deep. And not that we don't goof around too. Cam, we definitely goof around a lot. Right. Well, that's why you do the fish tour too. Yeah. But those are all also people that I can connect with on a deeper level. You know what I mean? Like that requires emotional language because that's how I contextualize the world. I'm a contextual processor and I go by feel, I go by gut, I go by intuition. That's who I am in this world. And so to not be able to connect with a life partner on those levels was something that was starting to cause clouds for both of us because we could both feel the schism and it was manifesting in a number of ways that I don't need to go into. But yet our daily lives were still running well and we're both very loyal. So you're curious about awareness. Well, Cam, you and I both know (laughs) I work in the business of awareness, as do you. So I would say for me, you know, for an average client, it might be just lack of awareness. And I'm thinking of a recent client who came to coaching new to work on job stuff. I heard something more. We started digging and he realized that he needed to make a career shift. And the career he was in was a dream from childhood. Okay. So that was not knowing what he didn't know and building awareness. In my case, I truly think I was avoiding awareness. I turned my attention toward my business. I turned my attention toward creating a show. I turned my attention toward what was working. I went on fish tour to get away and escape and unwind and recharge. I have an example. Yeah. You've told it here. I think it was one of your relatives that passed. Yeah. And you avoided yeah, processing grandma. grandma right? yep. And you, when you spent two weeks cleaning your place top to bottom. Yeah. So I've kind of been living in that place for three or four years. We both agree that we had 10 good years and four kind of crummy ones. Now, a bit different scenario in that, fortunately, I was not anxious and keyed up for four years like I was when grandma died. But I certainly was turning my attention anywhere but on my marriage, both in healthy ways, like on my business and in unhealthy ways. Cam, you know I'm a gamer 
And that's never going away because I love games. They're fun. But you also know that there was a point in time not that long ago that I brought problematic gaming as a coaching topic. Well, turns out the problematic gaming was coming from that place. Well, this is that uh, DAM. Yeah. Avoiding behavior. 100%. The avoiding behavior, not not really looking for the missing behavior piece. There's something that you're saying that I... It's you know again through through the coach right we're ta- we're we're coaching here a little bit, and you keep talking about sort of the coaching and the finding this way to communicate the the way you communicate and this emotional connection is so key. The way that you're framing it is around coaching, and I can't help but it feels like to me it's bigger than that right it's just it's just Shelley you're just getting clear on these things that are important to you that growth and emotion and emotional connection, loyalty, these pieces are relevant and they're, it's almost like they just popped for you. You cannot ignore them anymore. And yes, there's the coach there, but this is not about a profession. This is just about a way of being. This is about the way you're choosing to be going forward. That's a really excellent point, Cam. And you're right. So to sort of explain a little bit more why I contextualize it in coaching is it's through making coaching my career, which involved a lot of being coached, a lot of working with you as my coach, because in my opinion, the best way to grow as a coach is to hire a coach you admire and be coached by them. And that's exactly what I did with you. Now, that wasn't my goal at the time. My goal at the time was to manage my own ADD stuff. But boy, was that an amazing bonus that I didn't know was there. So as you grow into your own as a coach, you necessarily have to get better at knowing yourself and have to get better at the ownership piece because that is precisely what you are asking your clients to do. So you're right. In some ways, all of this stuff was there. And I'm certainly realizing that I lost pieces of myself in this marriage. Things that I had forgotten were on board. My extrovert is a big one. I believed I was an introvert up until pretty recently, that I had gone more that direction, but that's not true. I am an extrovert in the right social situations, the ones that fill me up rather than deplete me. My ex is not only an introvert, he's an introvert to the point that most social situations are painful for him. So the thing that fills me up the most was always a fun with an asterisk for him to the point that I started either finding ways to do that on my own, like fish store, which by the way, I still love fish. Like fish store is still definitely a thing. Or I started turning down invitations from friends because while I'm certainly a whole ass person and I do not need another person to feel complete, that will always be true. And it's always been true. When you are married and you are always going to social events by yourself Or if your spouse wants to go, it feels like something you have to manage rather than being able to just surrender to the flow and have a good time. That was more problematic for me than I really knew. Coming back to living with ADHD, I think we see this a lot where we are trying to fit in, adapt to fit into a neurotypical world and all the energy that it goes into trying to be someone you're not. And I think that's the 
that's the big theme here is that a part of the, the conversation two weeks ago and last week, Galaxy Brain Moment, Big C Coaching, those ahas, it's this realization that I'm letting go of uh, not trying to be someone you're not. I just wonder about how much energy were you expelling to not be true to yourself? How hard was that? I'm not sure that I have an amazing answer there, but I'm going to try. So not look, I'm not looking for an amazing answer. I know, Cam. <laughs> I know. So listeners, uh, you know, when our clients say something like that, we ask them to try because it's not about the eloquence of your words. It's about trying to articulate it. And this is something I hadn't yet considered, Cam. And I would say, yeah, at times it was really tough. At times it was really good. In a lot of ways, this was a good relationship for me. I'm certainly walking out of it much better than I came in. But you are right that in a lot of ways, too, I felt like I had to be someone that wasn't true to me. And certainly that ramped up when we bought this much larger house. And I realized that a big, complicated, stuff-filled life is not for me. Prior to that, I would say things were pretty good. You know, I think had I continued down this career path and had I really continued the work of discovering who I was, we still would have ended up here. But in a smaller house with a simpler life, it was a lot easier to turn it on when I had to turn it on. And I never felt like I had to turn it on with my ex. Like we're very differently brained, but he knew who I was and he's been with me every step of the way. If you remember, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until 2014. I got married in 2009. He really has been supportive every step of the way. He knew who I was, so that helped. But as our life got bigger and more complicated and more stuff-filled, it just was less and less who I am to the point that he's keeping the big house. I want him to. He wants to. We agree on that. And I'm going to go buy a teeny tiny little place that's big enough for me and my kid and my business. That's what I want. And... Now that you say that, the last four years were tough, but the road to that toughness really started when we bought this house. I've never loved this house, and being surrounded by too much stuff is stressful for me. Stuff feels, even if it's put away, even if it's in closets, stuff feels like not just noise, not just weighty. It feels like chains. I want a life where I can pick up and make a decision to do something different and that I'm nimble enough, not perfectly nimble especially I have a nine-year-old. You know, I'm going to buy a house. She's going to have a bedroom. But I think in a vacuum, I would live a very nimble life. In reality, I'm going to live the nimblest life I can, which right now involves staying where I'm at for at least the next 10 years, letting my child become an adult, and then seeing where that takes me next. I think there's a, you said something earlier, we don't have time for it today, but I think, you know, definitely looking at dynamics of relationships and sort of what we try to do, right? You said something about your husband would take stuff off your plate. I think that's a very common dynamic that occurs. And with that, there can be strong emotions. Uh, like, well, I keep taking stuff off your plate. Why aren't things changing? But, but I think that's for another conversation. The other thing I'd like to say is that what Shelly and I are saying today is with new learning and new awarenesses, new truths reveal themselves. 
And with those truths that you have to consider choices and decisions. And Shelley's decision is Shelley's decision. We're not suggesting anything. Your decisions are your decisions, listener. But Shelley's come to, and you correct me if I'm wrong, right? This, this, this informed choice place. You're moving forward with your eyes open. Absolutely. And that required not just the awareness I came to, but the ownership work that I've been mm-hmm. doing for many years. Because if I was still living in a one down, I'm the problem, I'm the mess perspective, my response to this would have been, it's my job to fix it. Right. It's my fault. It's my job to fix. But this is nobody's fault. I see that. And I'm grateful that he sees it too. But Cam, even if he hadn't, I had to make peace with the fact that I had to hurt somebody that I care about very much in order to live authentically which you know is the most important thing to me is authenticity. That is my core value. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks for this today, Cam. Uh, It felt really good to be able to share this in a way that's not fraught. And I'm grateful that it's not fraught. It's not easy. And divorcing in the era of COVID when one has ADHD is certainly overwhelming and stressful, but it's the right decision. This is what will enable me to keep growing and evolving and changing. And it's the right time in my life. I have a business that I can support myself on, thanks in part to this show. So this is part of my journey. And you know that I am the biggest believer in part of journey thinking is being on that foggy pond and not necessarily knowing what the next stepping stone might reveal. Well, I was certainly not looking for this, but it's here and I can either stay in the middle of the pond and never move again, or I can step forward and not know where it leads. And I choose to step forward every time. Hey, so I think that's a good place for us to wrap for today. (laughs) So once again, we do have a Discord community full of our listeners. If you'd like to join, the website is translatingadhd.com, Patreon button in the upper right-hand corner. We do love receiving your feedback as well. You can hit us up on Twitter at TranslatingADHD or via the contact form on the website TranslatingADHD.com. And until next week, I'm Shelly. And this is Cam with one last thing, Shelly. Okay. I'm sitting here and I'm listening to you and I'm wondering if I should add this. I think that I do want to add this piece. So this is Cam and we're wrapping up. But as you go forward in a relationship and you don't understand how the ADHD is impacting the relationship. It's worth looking at that. You can say, this is my truth and I'm moving forward and I'm going to make this choice. But Shelley did that understanding the ADHD, appreciating the ADHD and how it came into the relationship. And if you're not there yet, I just want to say, we're going to put resources in the program notes that can give you some steps to take because the ADHD is at play. It is impacting your relationships. And before you make a big decision, understand how it is. Own your parts, both of you, and then make an informed choice. So I just wanted to put that at the end here before you make a choice to really explore how the ADHD 
comes into play. All right. And this was Translating ADHD. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.